Should be going live here any second on Facebook and YouTube. I don't know what's going on with it. Oh, we are live. Okay. Don't tell me. Why don't you want to tell me? here. We are live on the radio here at Bowden Church of God at 1030 West College Street. We are live on Facebook, YouTube. Um, welcome to the Hour of Power where we are praying for salvation, deliverance, healing, and breakthrough in every area of your life. I've got a few um, prayer requests on here um, that we're going to go over and we're also going to learn about putting on the whole armor of God today um i spent the day with my with three of my grandkids that are homeschooled and um, i watched them each at different times do their work they would go on and they would do their school work i didn't have to tell them um, they did their activities did everything and they went and did their own thing so it was kind of interesting to watch all three of them be in homeschool and so um that was an interesting part for me today. Today, I don't know about anybody else, but I we've had some headaches today, so we're gonna pray about those and ask God to heal those uh, in me and in our grandchildren and anybody else that has a headache um, because this weather is weird, just weird. So we're gonna go with that, but um, let's open up in prayer. Tonight, Father God, we thank you. We just wanna thank you for everything that you've done in our lives, everything that you're doing, God. The ability to come before you to to lay out before you all the things that we have need of all the things we are searching and all the things that we need deliverance from all the things that we need healing from all the the things that and all the people that we are praying for privately god as we put our faith together god we just want to thank you for that opportunity for the ability to come into your house to be on the radio on facebook on youtube praying alongside us God, we just thank you right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you for touching bodies and minds and hearts and souls. We thank you, Father, for everything you're doing in our lives. We just honor you tonight, and we just praise you. You know, we don't take the time. This is something God showed me this week is that we don't take the time to thank him for the little things. You know, we're blessed to be alive. We're blessed to breathe. We are blessed <clears throat> just to be here. There's so many things that we could be experiencing. You know, I had a call earlier this, or yesterday, I keep thinking it's further in the week and today's only Tuesday. 
yesterday I got a call to come and pray for someone and so I called um, a faithful prayer partner of mine and we met up and we went and prayed for um, a lady named Miss Patricia. Uh, Miss Patricia uh, has been attacked with the depression demons and the lon lonesome demons and and just the I'm not no one cares about me demons you know all the things that Satan can throw at someone to make them feel depressed um, that's what she was attacked with and I just got a message from Destiny one of our, our youth uh, to pray for her grandmother I don't know what's going on with her grandmother, but right now, in the name of Jesus, Father God, we come before you. We ask you to touch Destiny's grandmother. You know what's going on. You know the symptoms. You know the sickness. You know the depression. Whatever it is, you know if it's if it's financial or, or you know emotional, physical, whatever it is, God, touch her grandmother's situation. God, she needs you right now in this situation. And Miss Destiny's reaching out by faith to ask us to pray with her and to believe with her for her grandmother right now in the name of Jesus. Um, Lord, we just thank you. We thank you that you hear us. We thank you that you will answer that prayer. Um, there's several other ones. And I was talking about Miss Patricia. You know, the devil just attacked her and, and made her feel like she didn't matter. How many of you are listening to my voice? How many of you on Facebook, on YouTube, on radio have felt like you don't matter? Well, that's a lie of Satan because you do matter. You matter to a lot of people. Sometimes our kids make us feel like we don't matter. Can't say mine. Well, mine have, but they don't matter more. Mine, you know that I love them, and I know that I matter to them. But there was a time when I didn't think I mattered to anybody. And I got very depressed, and I didn't want to be here anymore. And I just asked God. I was like, I didn't want to hurt myself. I just didn't want to be here. I just, I was like, just let me die. Just let me go on. I'm just over it. Now, I know we get like that. But we need to shake it off, guys. We need to shake it off. We need to say no. That's a trick of the devil because, you know what? There's something for me to do. There's someone for me to talk to. There's somebody that needs to hear my testimony of how I overcame. How did I get through this? How did I get to this next level? Yes, thank you, you Jesus. You know, we need to remember that we are a walking testimony for God. That, that is our job, is to testify of the goodness of God, to, to minister to others who are going through that think they're the only ones. You know, we thought it, they think it, we need to make sure that we're available to make sure that people don't feel forgotten. And if you know someone who is homebound, like Miss Patricia is, she's, I'm going to pick her up tomorrow for church. Um, she said she'd be ready, so I'm going to get her and we're going to see um, how that goes because she is shut in. She has no way, she doesn't go anywhere, she doesn't do anything. And maybe, just maybe, if you know somebody that's shut up like that, bring them to church. If you have a car, put them in your car. If you can't, we've got a van that we can put them in. And you know, we need to do that. We need to make sure that we bring whoever needs to come because people do not need to be sitting there alone when there's churches that can be coming and picking them up and bringing them so they can hear the word of God. You know, a lot of times people just want company. And when they come and hear the word of God, he opens their hearts and their minds and he starts, shows them the true love of God. 
So we need to make sure that if we know someone, please let us know. We'll pick them up if we're able to. I'll drop. I mean, I'll pick them up first, and then I'll go back and get the kids if I have to. But what we will do is we will get them to church on Wednesday, on Sunday. We have a van. That's why God blessed us with a van. So if you know of anybody, please contact us. Um, the phone number for the church is 770-940-4813. And if you ever see the van around town, then the number's on the side of it. Um, you can message us through Facebook. You can message us, um, yeah, let's just do Facebook. Message through Facebook if you have to. But we're here to provide fellowship and bringing in people to God. God is about fellowship. He's about being with other people, about somebody that needs us to do life with them. So God, I just ask you right now in the name of Jesus, to everyone that's hearing my voice, if you're in another state, if you're in a, wherever you're at, go out and find someone and take them to church that you know is sitting at home, that has no people visiting, and, and they are desperate for that fellowship. When we bring in the fellowship of Christ, because on Sunday here we have lunch afterward. So God, in the name of Jesus, I ask you right now to bring forth those people. Everybody within the sound of my voice, if there is someone that needs it, take them to a church, get someone, move on somebody's heart to pick them up, move on someone to, to take them to church, to spend time just talking about you with them, spending time just letting them know that you care, you know, that, that they matter. You know, if it's a nice time, if you live in a place where it's nice and, and people can get out, take them to a park, take them, take them somewhere and let them know that they matter. Because you know, there's so many lonely people in this country that should not be lonely because there's too many churches. The job of the church is to fellowship with unbelievers and with believers and those that widows and orphans and the people that are handicapped or the people that are, are locked in their home. It is our job to get out there and do that. So you know what? Get off your do nothing and go do something and get some people and bring them in. Whether it's here or your church, but do something. Don't leave those people in their pit of despair. Don't leave those people where the devil can cause them to commit suicide. Don't leave people where the devil can come in and take control. It is your job as a Christian to uplift your brother and sister. And I'm telling you, oh, everybody, you need to listen. Go out and uplift somebody somewhere, somehow, some way. I don't care what day it is. Take them to church. Take them to church. Take them to lunch. Take them somewhere. Let them know that God loves them. You know somebody. I know y'all know somebody. Y'all all know somebody. And you know, I didn't realize how, how much there really are people that don't have anybody. But you know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody. So get a hold of those somebodies and get connected and get those people somewhere. Somewhere where you can get God talking to them. Somewhere where their hearts can be renewed so that they're not in depression. Somewhere where the devil has no touching of their bodies or their minds. Somewhere where you can get them protected by the blood of Jesus. Somewhere where you can put the word in them and te that tells them that God loves them more than they love themselves. And that's what we need to do as a church. Well, I don't know what that was all about, but whoever needed to hear it, there. It's for you. It's free. Because tonight we're going to talk about prayer and, and, and praying for others. Um, Malachi, a friend of uh, 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 some people in our church, he, he's had a 
Brother Malachi's knee is having problems, and I was asked for prayer for him today. So we're going to pray right now. Father God, in the name of Jesus, touch Malachi's knees. Whichever one it is, whatever the problem is, God, you can supernaturally heal him right now in the name of Jesus. God, we know that you can take away the pain. We know that by the command of the word of God that things can change. And God, we tell you, oh, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we bind Satan and every evil spirit of his, every infirmity, every sickness, every disease, every attack. We bind you in the name of Jesus. You are bound in heaven and you are bound in earth. We loose Holy Spirit in Malachi's life. He is loosed on earth and in heaven. And God, we just loose the power of you over Malachi right now in the name of Jesus. We pray over my grand, my cousin's granddaughter. She posted on Facebook that she had a stomach bug. Lord, this is a little girl. We ask you, God, right now in the name of Jesus to touch that baby. She is innocent. She doesn't understand. And that, that attack of Satan has no authority over her in Jesus' name. I pray for my grandchildren that had headaches today. God, we bind those spirits of headaches and we cast them out of us in Jesus' name. God, we thank you and we praise you for everything you're doing. You know... We know a lot of people across this country and around the world. We know people. And I know that you prayer people, y'all need to get praying and you need to get talking and you need to get telling people, go find somebody to take and, and uh, minister to. The people you think that are backslid, sometimes they're just really hurt. Sometimes they're just in a place where, they're de where the devil has been able to bring in depression. And when he brings depression, it's like a crushing weight on somebody. I know I've been there. And I'm telling you right now, sometimes they don't want to be bothered, but most of the time they just need to know, they want to know that they're going to be okay, that they're going to make it. Some of them don't have spouses. Some of them don't have children, or some of them's children don't have nothing to do with them. You can go and encourage them. And if you're a church member and you know somebody in your church and you haven't seen them in a while, Find a way to find out if they're okay. You know, it don't matter what size church you have. But we're going to pray today. And I, like I said in the beginning, we're going to learn about the armor of God. We're going to put that armor on. Because when you get ready to pray for people, and especially when you get ready to pray for people that are fighting uh, demonic forces that are trying to take them out of this world, you need to have that armor of God on. And, you know, I thank God for my daughter that um, actually gave me a copy of a, a prayer for the armor of God. And I thank God for both my daughters. My other daughter, you know, she's waiting on God to show her a sign. Well, I'm praying for two turkeys to show up in her yard. And when those turkeys come, she's going to say, Mama, you're right. So I believe with all my heart, so put your faith in mind that there's going to be two turkeys going across the yard in, in Bremen, Georgia, in Jesus' name. I don't care what time it is, she's going to see them and she's going to know they're there. There's going to be two turkeys. It may not be at the same time, but there'll be two turkeys in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for the turkeys that are coming because I know what it means when they do. And God, we just thank you and we put a blood hedge of protection over this request. God, you know what the meaning behind it is. You know what the heart of it is. And God, I ask you in Jesus' name, send those two turkeys. Send the two turkeys. But we're going to talk about the armor of God. And we're going to talk about salvation because we pray for our family members that are in need of salvation. We have a prayer net here that we pray over. I've put several prayers in there, and every time I do, they get answered. 
People have been removed from the lives of my children, and it is by the, the power of the Holy Spirit. It's nothing I've done. All I did is put the name in the basket and say, by faith, I believe that God's going to uh, do what I asked him to do because he said, if I take care of his business, he'll take care of mine. That's all, that I, that's all you need to know is if you take care of God's business, he'll take care of yours. Don't start doubting him when it gets rough either. You know, I told y'all this last week, and I'm going to tell you again. It's not the storm that you're going through that you need to be worried about. You need to learn to dance in the rain. Dance in the rain, and the storm won't seem as bad. You know, a couple of, uh, like last Sunday, yes, it was last Sunday, Sunday before last, I was outside in the rain here at church, and there was a storm coming up, and you could hear thunder, you could hear lightning, you could hear the whole nine yards. And I stood in the rain because God told me it was okay because I had peace. And when I'm in the rain, it's a washing away of the things that I need to wash away. I let God wash me physically with the rain and spiritually with his rain. And it just brings a peace to me that I need at that moment. So learn to dance in the rain and stop fighting the storm. The storms can come. But if you learn to dance in the rain of the storm and trust God, you'll come out of that storm 10 times better than you ever went in it. You'll feel better. You'll know that God is with you. It's amazing what you can accomplish coming out of that rain. You know, me, I like the physical rain. I mean, that's just me. I'm going to have a rain room in heaven. I keep telling people they don't believe me, but when, when y'all come visit me in heaven, I'm going to have a nice rain room. It's not going to be dark. It's just going to be raining. And the rain's just going to be over the trees and just water. It's going to be beautiful. It's just the most beautiful room I've ever imagined. And I've asked God for it. And he said, if I ask anything in faith, he will do it for me. So I ask in faith. I believe that it's being done as we speak right now. And it's going to be full of animals too. All the animals of the world is going to be in there with me just so we can hang out. That's what we're going to do. We're just going to hang out in heaven. I'm just going to enjoy the creation that my father created. I'm going to enjoy the things that he created. That's what I try to do on earth, is I'm trying to enjoy what he creates. But you know, man distorts it so much that it's harmful at times for us. So we have to be careful. And that's why, you know, it's very important when you do know of someone who is homebound and they can't get out because of the weather and because of, of things that affect their health. That's when we need to start visiting. We need to pray for them. It's not costing you anything to pray for someone. It don't cost you anything but some time. So get rid of all that, I can't do it, I'm not godly enough, I'm not this enough. You have the ability to pray for people. And when you've reached your limit, reach out to someone you know that may have a little more faith. Reach out to someone you've seen walk in a little more faith. And then you put your faith with their faith and that's more faith. And you pray for the person. Because God's in the prayer business, y'all. He's in the prayer business. You know, Jesus prayed a lot in the Bible. He ministered. He spoke sermons. But he did more praying than he did preaching. I don't know if y'all know that. He did more miracles than he did preaching. He preached the word to open eyes and hearts. But then he gave he performed miracles because first he prayed to the Father. He prayed to the Father and thanked him before he went ahead and did stuff. He prayed and he and when he when he performed the miracles, he was praying. 
So prayer is very important. If you don't think so, then you're missing it. We need to be praying. But we're going to pray the, the armor of God over us. And it comes from Ephesians 6, um, chapter 6, 10 through 17. It says, speak loud and speak firmly. So I'm going to speak loud and firmly. Today I take on the helmet of salvation. I know that I am saved by Christ and his work on the cross. I belong to God. I come against depression, fear, worry, anxiety, condemnation, hopelessness, sickness, disease, insecurity, and rejection. I come against negative thinking, and this is where you fill in the blank. I come against temptation. I come against failure. I come against fear. I come against hopelessness. I come against depression. I come against, you get the point now. And if you want a copy of this, I can give you a, send you a copy. Um, just uh, message us on Facebook and I, or I, I, and I will get a copy sent to you. Uh, message us with your email or um, phone number and I can take a picture and send it in a text message. And then it says, I take on the mind of Christ. I cover my mind, my thoughts, my body, my family, my home, my cars, my appliances, and my animals under the blood of the Lamb. Satan, every plan you have set out against me and my family has been broken at the cross in Jesus' name. I take on wisdom, knowledge, vision, purpose, confidence, courage, strength, power, and direction. I command my emotions to be the same all day today. They will be steady and stable. It is very important for your emotions to be steady and stable because if you are ruled by your emotions, you will change like the wind blows and you will be of the mind that God says that they are changed by every wind of doctrine. So make sure your emotions are steady and stable and fixed on God. I put on the breastplate of righteousness. I am righteous not of myself, but because of what Jesus did on the cross for me. Excuse me. My heart and emotions are protected from condemnation, rejection, insults. When Satan accuses me, I remind myself that I am protected by God's righteousness. I take on the belt of truth. I securely buckle the truth of God upon myself that I can stand in the midst of adversity, doubt, and confusion. I choose to always speak truth in love and grace. Now, I'm very blunt, and people have said I'm kind of harsh, can be. Um, if I've told you something in love and grace, and then the tenth time I've got to tell you again, I might be a little harsh, and I apologize in advance for that. But if I've got to tell you the tenth time, you ain't listening the nine times. I take on the shoes of the preparation of the gospel of peace. I am now prepared to go out into a lost and dying world and share the love and message of Christ with others. Share the love and the message of Christ with others. I take on the spirit of the, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. 
I cut between darkness and light and choose to walk in the light. Today, as I meditate on God's word, I will use that power to live an overcoming life. Today, I will speak God's words over my life and situations. I take on the shield of faith. Today, I believe God's word and God's promises. I believe that God has things in store for me. I now choose to resist doubt or fear, for I know that God is faithful. And I pray this in Jesus' name, amen. And that's on the paper too. It says in Jesus' name, amen. So if you want a copy of that, just let me know. Messages on Facebook. Um, and I will send it out to you. You can pray this. You should pray this over yourself when you wake up in the morning. I'm guilty of not doing so, and I've been hit with a few attacks. And it's not fun to get hit with those fiery darts of the enemy. So let's let's make sure we don't do that anymore. So if you need a copy uh, of the prayer for the armor of God, this is a wonderful prayer. Someone came up with to help us to protect ourselves before we enter the battlefield and the battlefield is when you step out of bed every day that battle's going on around you i promoted this this movie so many times heaven's war watch it i bought the dvd amazon 16 dollars buy the movie for 10 dollars or 14 dollars on amazon prime watch the movie show it to your churches show it to your friends and your family it shows you what's going on behind you right now. There are demonic forces and, good, and, and angelic forces fighting constantly around you for your soul. So you think about this. If you're doing what God's called you to do, there's still a battle raging. He wants you to fall. He wants you to get depressed. He wants you to think that you ain't good enough, that you can't do it. He wants you to give up. And he wants you to surrender. And once you surrender, then the devil has free game at your soul. And he will try to take you out. And that's what they're doing all around us all the time. This movie shows a wonderful side of the spirit realm that we don't think about on the regular. And we need to. We need to start thinking about things. We need to because, you know, end's coming. Jesus is coming. Are you going to be ready for when Jesus comes? Are you ready now? Do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? If you don't, then you know, pray this prayer with me. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I repent of all the things that I have done that are contrary to you. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I come to you and I ask you to, to Jesus, to become my Lord and Savior. I surrender my life to you. I give you everything that is not of this, that everything of, I just, I empty me out to you, God. And I ask you, Jesus, to fill me up from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. Jesus, be my guide, be my Lord, be my Savior, be my friend. Lord, I repent of all things that are not godly. I repent of all sin and, 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 and all demonic things that I may have participated in. I bind, I, I just, I, I surrender my life to you right now in the name of Jesus. And I believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that He died on the cross for me and that He rose on the third day and that He's sitting at the right hand of the Father in heavenly places, making intercession for me right now. And if you truly believe that Jesus is the Son of God, if you truly believe that He died on that cross, if you truly believe that He rose again and you truly confess with your heart all your sin to Him and you believe that He has forgiven you, then you're born again. Now start acting like it. 
get you in a church, a Bible-based church, find you a church that teaches the Word of God, find you a, a, a person that knows the Word of God that can direct you to a church that teaches the Word of God. It is our job to send out the message to the lost. You know, the world is dying. The world's not going to be around forever. Whether you believe in science or you believe in, in, in the Christianity part of it where we're going to be raptured out and God's going to burn it up in a fire, fervent fire. One of those things is going to happen, whether it's going to be through science or whether in, in your mind through science or whether it's going to be through God. But God's coming. Jesus is coming. He's going to come and take us home. And when we go home, we're going to have peace forevermore. You know, I know there's a lot of hurting people out there. I pray Psalm, uh, 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5, over family members because this is the one that we need to realize. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Father, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and everything, hide every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought into the obedience of Christ. You know, I understand that there's a lot of people that watch and, and may see this and not believe, and that's okay. You do you. God's gonna do God's gonna do God. And and, and if you don't catch up and you don't get in, in, in line with it, it's on you. You can't say the word wasn't given to you. You can't say that God don't love you and he won't forgive you. Because I'm going to tell you something. Tomorrow will be two years that my mother passed. My dad passed on the 7th, and I, I say this every week, and I probably will in August, but I need you to understand. My dad passed on the 7th, my mom passed on the 23rd, and her birthday was on the 15th. And before my dad died, I had to tell him, that God loved him no matter, that there was nothing that he did in this life that God would not forgive. We need to be telling people the truth. If they truly take their hearts to God, he will forgive them. He will forgive them no matter how bad they were as a person. No matter how ugly or the awful things they've done, whether they're the pedophile, whether they're the murderer, the rapist, the kidnapper, the, the liar, the glutton, the gossip, the prostitute, the homosexual, the straight, the transgender, trans species, whatever they want to be, he loves them all. It is his desire as his children. We are all his children. Even all the crazy things that we think don't qualify for God. God loves you. God loves you more than you will ever love yourself. My dad was on his deathbed before he accepted Christ. I don't care what my family says. I know that he did. They've never said anything to me, and I don't care if they do now. They can make, they can do whatever they want. But I was in the room with him when he did. 
I told him that Jesus loved him more than he would ever imagine. And that there was not anything that God would not forgive him for if he would just reach out to him. I think that's where we miss it with our family. You know, we pray for them. And again, this is the hour of power for prayer. I, I don't pray the whole hour. But I do educate, and I'm going to educate you on this. It don't matter what you've done. It don't matter how bad you think you are. It doesn't matter what sin you think you've committed. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that He will not forgive you and love you. In fact, it says He will if you come to Him with a repentant heart and you allow Him into your heart. He will forgive you of anything except blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. That's a blessing for another day. Not understanding things of God and making comments does not negate that God will let you in. And it's not once saved, always saved. You have to work out your salvation daily with fear and trembling. That's what the Word says. It wouldn't be in the Word if it was once saved, always saved. We are not saved once. We are saved daily because we have the choice daily to either walk saved or go in sin. We have the choice daily to let temptation overtake us or to walk in, in God. I want y'all to understand, it is very important. You know someone that thinks this way, that thinks that there is no way God could love them. We need them to understand that they are God's kids, just like if they have children. When we love our children, we have no idea you have no idea how much more God loves you. You have no idea the lengths that you can't comprehend what Jesus went through to show you that God loves you. And to this day, he's still asking for you. He's still saying, come. Jesus wants us to reach out to those people that feel lost and alone and confused and they feel like they can't be any better than they are they feel like there's nothing they can do death is permanent it's permanent in two ways this physical body dies and if you're a child of God you become alive again in, a, in your new body you live forever with God. If you refuse God and you reject Him, when you die, you spend eternity with Satan in a fiery hell that was never meant for you. So death is coming and it's permanent either way. This physical body will no longer be here. You get a new body if you're saved and you get torment if you're not. Because the Bible says, He will say to you, Depart from me, I never knew you. And you will be thrown into outer darkness where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. 
We're in the end times, guys. We're in the end days. We're in the end hours. We're in the end minutes. And we can't be playing anymore. If you feel rejected from everything, God doesn't reject you. God loves you. God wants you to be a part of his family. You are a part of his family. Whether you're the good kids or the bad kids, you know, the naughty ones that are going to get spanked or the good ones that get rewarded, we're still God's kids. And yes, even the good ones get spanked too sometimes. We need to love him as our father, Abba Father. He is our father. He wants the best for us. God loves you. Mountain Church of God, you come in, we're going to love you. A lot of churches that I've been to around this world, California, you know, Savannah, uh, Florida, they love you too. Just go in and let God love on you through them. That's our job. I don't know who that's for, but if you're feeling down and you're feeling rejected and you're feeling like no one loves you, that God, that you are just the worst of the worst, I'm here to tell you you're not. There's hope. There's always hope. God loves you more than you love yourself, most definitely more than you love yourself. And he loves you more than you can love your children or, or be loved as a child. He loves you more than parents can love. He loves you more than grandparents can love. He loves you more than anyone can love. And he wants you to be a part of his family. He didn't create us for destruction. He created us for companionship and love and, and caring and, and loving one another as we love ourselves. And we need to love ourselves a little more than we love others. Because when, when he says, love your neighbor as yourself, some of us don't love ourselves too much. So don't love me the way you love yourself. Love me the way you should love yourself. That's the new rule. Love me as the way you should love yourself. And I'll love you the way I should love myself. And that's not angel's way. That's going to be God's way. Because to, tonight he has set a precedence. And he wants you to know he is there. He wants you to say, God, help me. Jesus, help me come to me. He wants you to go to that person that you know is lost and undone and he wants you to pray for them for their deliverance, for their healing for their re uh, restoration you know we believe in restoration here at Bowden Church of God if you fall down we're not going to leave you down we'll pick you up, dust your pants off and set you on your feet you may not go right back to doing things that you used to do but you may if he, he, God believes in restoring a, a faithful heart that's repentant we have to restore people because you know what? God restored us. If you've ever been a, been saved and you fell for any reason, and you've skinned your knee, or you've busted your head, or you've done whatever, and it felt like a truck hit you, and you got back up, and you gave God your heart, and you repented with everything that was in you, and you started doing the things that he wanted you to do, getting in the word, and then he slowly called you back into what he called you to do, then you have something to praise him for, and you have no right to judge others that fall. You need to get, help them get up and dust off and, and, and get on their feet again.
because this is who God is. God is forgiveness. God is mercy. God is grace. God is love. Everybody paints God as this or that or the other. You know, for a long time I thought that God was one way. I thought if you sin, it's all punishment. Everything comes with punishment. There's always going to be a punishment. And the other day, he told me, he said, why do you think of me that way? And I said, I don't know. I said, I, I just, I, I realized that I always have. And he said, do you always spank your kids when they were bad? Or did you ever talk to them? And if they apologize, did you give them hugs and you didn't punish them for every little thing they did in the sense of punishment? And I said, no, I, I didn't. I would, I would talk to them, and if they were truly repentant, I forgave them. He said, I forgive you, and you should tell people, I forgive a lot more than I punish. And that just kind of got me because I went back over my life, and I thought about it, and I thought about it, and I realized, I put God in a category that sin, falling, temptation, whatever. If you slip, you're punished. If you slip, you're punished. And that's not God. God doesn't do that. God loves you. He forgives. He hugs you. And he puts a band-aid on your owie. And he says, get up and just don't do it again. Don't do that again and you won't get hurt. Don't do that again and you won't fall. Don't do that again. Don't listen to the devil. Don't listen to that temptation. Protect your mind. Think on the good things that I have for you. His word says, think on the good things. If we do that, guess what? He loves us. He forgives us. He hugs us. He puts us back together. He's not the God of punishment that we all have imagined him to be. Yes, there are consequences for sin. When you walk in sin and you walk away from God and you continue in sin, yes, there are consequences to that. But God's not sitting there with a stick in his hand and for every little thing you do, if you if you say a say you, you, you say a bad word or you call your, your brother or sister a bad you know, a name like a stupid or you know, whatever kids get in trouble for, he's not sitting there with a big ruler in his hand ready to bop you just because you did something. He's sitting there with his hand up and saying, did you learn from what you did? Do you, do you feel regret? Do you, do you feel sorrow? Do you repent? Do you cleanse yourself of this unrighteousness and do you come back to me and want me to forgive you as your father? And that's what he does. He wants to forgive you as father. He is your best friend. He's your mother. He's your father. You know, he has so many, so much patience with me right now because I feel these emotions about my parents and I don't understand them all because they come random. I know they're in a better, I know they're in a better place because I know my mom got saved and I know my dad got saved. I know this. But I miss their voice. I miss talking to them. You know, the funny thing is, there's times when I'll be in the car and I'll just, I'll, 
I will have a out loud phone conversation with my mom and I know she's in heaven and no, I'm not hearing her voice in that sense, but I'm hearing memories. Saying kind of the same things we would say. It's like a routine of, hi, how are you doing? And then her response and, and this is what's going on and her response. And, and I can remember the, the voice of the responses and I know she's with me. You know, I know that my mom loved me. I know my dad loved me. You need to stick her up. And, um, saying. Oh, you got it. Okay. Um, I know that they love me, and I know that in their own way, um, Life didn't turn out the way they expected. You know, I'm, I'm grateful though that my mother made it to 80 and she celebrated eight days of her birthday. Eight days after her birthday. She was 80 years old for eight days. And she was just so proud to make it to 80. And um, I just, I know she's just having a good time with Jesus right now and that just blesses my heart. So if you've lost a loved one, I want to encourage you. If you know they were saved, I want to encourage you that they're with Jesus. I want to encourage you that they're happier than they were here. And if you don't know where they went, let me encourage you that you you can you can find out if they went to heaven by accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. By bringing Jesus into your heart and making him your Lord and Savior, you can find out when that day comes for you to cross over or when the rapture takes place. And uh, frankly, I'm looking forward to it because I'm ready for my rain room. I'm ready for a body that don't hurt. I'm ready for no headaches. I'm ready for no hot, cold, hot, cold. I'm, I'm ready for even, you know, everything good. I'm looking forward to that day because when that day comes, what a day it will be look in Jesus' face and hear him say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Well done, my child. Enter in. So God, I thank you tonight. I hope that something I said ministers to someone somewhere. I hope that something I said lets them know that you love them and that your love is not um, your love is not conditional to the point that they can't come to you. Just as our children come to us and, and they had, you know, our kids were good and well behaved and, and our children sometimes they were naughty and they got spanked and, and, and corrected. God, let us understand that you love us that way. Help us to walk in that kind of love with you. Help us to be that, that kind of love with you. Help us to show that love to others. Help us to be that love to others. Help us to go to the widows or the hurt or the abandoned, the orphans, the, the, the damaged, the handicapped, any person that can't get to you or can't get to the church. God. Lead us to them. Lead us to them so that we can help them. 
Father, I just ask you to move on everyone in the sound of my voice. Move on their heart. Let their hearts be quickened. Let their hearts be ready to receive the, the mission that you have for us. Father, I just thank you. From California to New York, Canada, Mexico, South America, Egypt, Israel, all around the world, any person that can hear my voice, God, any person that I know personally and any person that I don't know, and they can hear me. Lord, help them to be the, the love of God in flesh. Help us to walk and show the love of God in flesh to others. Help us to show you to others, Father. Teach us how. Teach us how to be the love of God so that people can know that you are a loving Father. That yes, there are, are things that we need to do in serving you, but God, let them, let them know that you love them first and foremost. Because without your love, there's no hope of redemption. There's no hope of reconciliation with you without knowing that you love us, without us, without you knowing we love you. Father, just guide our hearts. Help us to be more Christ-like. Help us to have the compassion that Jesus had. Help us to walk every day in that compassion. Help us to live every day in that compassion. Help us to show that it's okay when we fall as long as we don't stay down. Help us to show that it's okay if we get picked back up, that you will restore because that you're a God of restoration. You're a God of love. You're, you're a God that you're the only God. And we just thank you for that, God. Lord, I pray over the churches around the world, the ones in Pakistan and China, Japan, Australia, Israel, Syria, Iraq, Iran, Russia, um, Ukraine. And I pray especially for Coleman Bailey and um, I can't think of his name right now. He's got a, a phone name, but he's a minister in, in Ukraine connected with Coleman Bailey. God, I pray over them right now in the name of Jesus. They are with the Church of God. And I pray for your protection. I pray for your guidance. I pray for your, your peace. I pray for your health. I ask you to touch them and what they're doing in Ukraine right now in the name of Jesus. Father God, I pray over Russia, God, that somehow you can reach someone, some way you can reach them. I know there are Christians in Russia. I know there are Christians in Ukraine. I know there are Christians in China and Japan and Philippines and... Thailand, I'm trying to think of all the countries, Asia, let's just say Asia, um, North America, South America, Europe, all over Europe, London, Paris, Italy, um, Netherlands, Holland, Switzerland, there's Christians everywhere. Father, we thank you. I asked you right now to put your special touch 
an anointed touch on those that are trying to be the hands and feet of Jesus in those countries. God, that they go forth, strengthen them, give them courage, give them encouragement, give them people to help them. In the mighty name of Jesus, by the blood of Jesus, and we protect their minds and their hearts by the blood of Jesus. We go ahead to protection over people in Jesus' name. Lord, those that are on the fence about who you are, Lord, I ask you to send someone, somehow, something, some message that will tell them who you are and that they will know and they will make a definitive choice. Father God, we just thank you right now in the name of Jesus. I pray over our services here at the Mountain Church of God. I pray over tomorrow night over the, the middle school classes in elementary. I pray over them in Jesus' name. Let the class be blessed in Jesus' name. I pray over the teachers in Jesus' name. Over the pers over the cook in Jesus' name. I pray over our Thursday night team class, God, in the name of Jesus. I pray over our Sunday class, Sunday service, the Sunday morning service, God. I pray over the Sunday night service, Father. Lord, begin to bless your people, God. Let your Holy Spirit begin to move upon your people. Lord, compel them to come to the house of God. Lord, we pray over our children's ministry, God, for Wednesday night, Lord, in our adult class, God. Let your anointing, Lord, be a beacon of light into this place. Draw them in, God. Draw in new families, Father. Draw in hungry and thirsty people, God. Those who are hungry and thirsty for righteousness, draw them to the sanctuary, God. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Draw them in, Father, right now. We thank you. Draw them in, Lord Jesus. Lord, we pray over our teen ministry. Lord, you would bless our teenagers, God. Lord, you would bless Angel with a message. Lord, to reach those teens and a hunger and a thirst in those teens' hearts. Lord, for righteousness and to be in your presence, O God. And Father, we pray right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, for our Sunday morning service. Lord, that you begin to increase in Jesus' name, because you are the God of increase. You are the God that makes us rich. And pray over our van mm. for transportation. Yes. For the blood hedge protection around it. For Anointing upon that van in Jesus' name. Lord, I'm going to end our service uh, this way. Thank you, Jesus. Um, like I said, if you uh, want a copy mm. of the Armor of God prayer, message us on Facebook, mm. uh, through Facebook. If you... Um, if you just want to uh, leave us a message, just leave us a message and, and we'll answer the best we can. And I'm going to ask you, no ugly messages because I will delete them. I will block you. I, I do not deal with ugly. So don't be ugly on Facebook and I won't be ugly back to you, okay? God, God don't like ugly, so don't be ugly. Um, I'm not trying to force anybody to believe the way I believe. I'm just giving you the information. It's your choice. And your relationship with God, you have to make that decision. It's between you and God, not me and you. My opinion and your opinion don't have to agree. If you don't agree with me, that's between you and God. Simple as that. I can't force you and you can't force me. So here's the way it works. I give you information. You decide what to do with it. You go and, and you make your choice between you and God. That is the way this works. We cannot force anyone. I don't know why people think the church tries to force. We do not. We're just here to give you information. And if you take that information and you apply it to your life or you research it and you go dig into it 
and then you apply it to your life, then you make your choice between you and God. This is what I tell my teens on Thursday night. I don't judge them for where they came from. I give them information, and it's their choice for how they take that and where they go with it. It's between them and God at that point. I can't force a team to take the information no more than I can force you. So you choose, and that's the choice between you and God. And your choice today may not be your choice tomorrow. You may change your mind. It's up to you. But I'm going to leave y'all with that. And like I said, don't be ugly. Because I don't do ugly. Um, but what I will do is tell you that God loves you. We love you. Jesus loves you. If you don't feel like anybody loves you, know that they love you. And I know it's hard. It's hard to understand. But God loves you more than people do. Always will. Always has. So with that, I am going to wrap up my um, service tonight. I'm, I'm probably going to end a couple of minutes early. But that's okay. Um, when God's done, He's done. And He's done. So I want to say God bless you. We love you guys. Hope to see you here at church. And if not, if you're somewhere else in the world, hope to see you. In, go, go to a church anywhere. Go anywhere. Go to church. Go find your church. And get in.